All right. So everybody who's tuning in right now, what we're trying to do is there's obviously a lot going on in in the world and specifically America right now, which sounds very uh, American to say that we're the only people with problems. But right now we happen to live in America, so we know our problems and we have lots of them right now coming from quarantine to protest to police brutality to lots of different things. So I wanted to grab a couple of Christian artists who are doing good work in their community to highlight some of the good that's going on. Um, so first up is Angie Rose. And second up, we're going to have Rockstar GT. And third, we're going to have Richard Cutright of the Just His League. Um, the Zoom thing still ain't working. So while I figure it, while it still goes, Angie, let me just ask you to start it off. Like, how did, how has this whole thing uh, affected you? Like the George Floyd and the protests and the unrest and just, just you in general? Yeah, I think for me, um, I've been emotionally entangled. Um, like everybody knows that, well, if you know me, you know I'm from the Bronx pretty much. Uh, born and raised in the same neighborhood and just to see like my friends and family basically like going through situations like this is 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 just a lot to take and it and it leads you to action i think it provokes action and that's been my biggest like prayer and even just like what i'm thinking about the most like how do you act in a way that doesn't just do something now but does something that has a long-term effect okay so obviously the the, the bronx were affected with the protests and there was a lot of rioting and looting that went on specifically in in one neighborhood uh you're in the Bronx so how did how did that affect you and you know were you able to get in there um and and do some community work afterwards with your organization maybe talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely I mean so Fordham Road was affected um my church the flow is located on Tremont Ave it's not too far um and our members and our pastors and our leaders are from the Bronx. And so it wasn't just something that happened for us. It was like, these are families that we know, families that we serve, families that we've prayed for that are now affected mm -hmm. um, by something that was emotional and not completely right. We can't blame people for being emotional. We, we can blame right, right. the lack of leadership and, and, and the right placement of that emotion because that emotion is fire. Right, if directed in 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 the right way, it can provoke such a great change. But anyway, um, so we have in our church the flow. It, every week, every Monday, there's a pantry open for families, and so literally that just ignited. Like after the situation, it's just like, well, nothing changes, right? I think a lot of times we wait to act when bad things happen, versus mm -hmm. just acting, right? Just moving and just serving and just being. And what right. I saw happen in this circumstance was that because we have committed to being consistently active, we were ready for the we were ready for what came next. Um, right. And yeah. So, when when you were in there though afterward, what was kind of the like when when you just kind of look at the landscape of how things are? How how is that community doing now? How are they going to be able to recover and whatnot? I think um, one thing that I learned from Puerto Rico was that in great tragedy, you often experience a great resurgence. Um, and that's like literally exactly what we saw. We saw a tragedy. We saw something that 
we haven't experienced in a long time. We haven't experienced something like this since like the Bronx is burning back, like when my dad was seventies. Yeah. So this is a long time ago. Um, and yet like kids from my college, kids from my high school were literally the next morning, like, yo, they did something bad. Let's go do something good. And tons of people headed down to Fordham road and started cleaning up and started re like fixing the errors. And so what I see in that is hope. What I see in that is faith. What I see in that is restoration. What I see in that is the ability for me to be a better fisherman of men, if that makes sense. Um, right. I'm going to do the things that we've always been doing, which is serving community giving, right? But now mm -hmm. I have a greater chance to reach a bigger audience one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and I don't just mean me. I mean people that love Jesus now have an opportunity to reach people more because right. there's pain. And when there's pain, there's a world that needs healing, and we can be that. Right now, now prior to this, you were already were already dealing with the coronavirus, and I've seen some of your pictures. You're out there with the mask on, and you're loading the food, and you're doing all the things. So that was already like a, a big challenge that you were already facing, and then now you have all this on top of it. So, I guess maybe going back before the protest and all that, what were you doing? in terms of community work as far as uh, coronavirus and getting people fed and just yeah. kind of being a voice out there? Well, I think something again, um, to go back to Puerto Rico, I, I, we'd never, we had never seen in New York what we saw in Puerto Rico. And that was the first time that I was like, oh my God, this is the same thing. Like we have to figure out how to get pallets of food, how to fit them, yeah. how to store them, how to get them in. And so that's what we did. But bless God that because of the work that we had done already, I was prepared. I wasn't afraid. I wasn't nervous. I was like, all we got to do is work together. Right. Because I saw that be true with people I didn't know. But this time we have the upper hand because this is my family. I'm in my city. I'm in the Bronx and I'm working with my church, with my father's church, with organizations, with even like we, we had a Hindu partner. We did an event uh, three weeks ago. Her name is Bharati. We worked with a girl named from the, the Barati Foundation, and we put together right. an event that served over 500 people, 100,000 pallets of food, and literally all right. we had to do was work together. We had probably 15 community organizations. I'm talking about NYPD, PAL. We don't care. Wow. If you're willing to help us and rock with us and get our community fed, then come through. We had a DJ. We had DJ Sammy. Right? You guys probably know That's who that cool. is, right? Yeah. right? And we just lit up the block and we showed them love. The Bronx Borough president came out. And again, this shows that consistency is key. Because what happened was I went online and I did what I did the first time that I ever started doing anything to bless people. I said, do you guys want to help me? I made a video and I said to you guys, if you buy some merch, 100% of the profits go in there. If you donate to my cash app, if you donate to my website, if you donate to myself, we're doing this. And people signed on and people helped yeah. us. And now the blessing is that we're going to keep doing it. So we have another event June 13th in my Haven, which is one of the poorest neighborhoods in the Bronx. Um, the poorest, the poorest congressional district in the nation is, is what wow. we serve. Wow. Every Monday, every Wednesday, partner with World Center Kitchen, uh, part, tons of organizations every Monday and every Wednesday. But now we got to take it up a notch because now we have to show that we're not just present but that we feel what the community feels because that's the type of God that I believe we serve. Right, and and how do you, how is the reception for people like when you're out there, obviously a Christian, it's a Christian organization and you're out there kind of just throwing hope in people that are hopeless. 
Uh, how's that? How's that reception like? It's beautiful, to be honest. Um, I, I say it every time, but every time it, it is it is truer. Um, they bless me more than I bless them because we have the ability to see that with nothing, right? Yeah. We're not. We're not. We're from the same community we're serving. We're not rich. We don't have a ton. And yet, with the little bit that we have, we get to bless. And consistently, I am reminded that that is the purpose, that that is the biggest blessing that I have, period, right? I, I see people that struggle, that go through pain on the daily, and for a second, I get to lend a light to them. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to compare to that. That's amazing. And and as you as you kind of go further with your unstoppable unstoppable foundation, are you looking to spread through all parts of New York City? Or right now, I mean, obviously you're doing Puerto Rico and Bronx kind of back and forth. We go where they call. Um, I, I came from a different world before I came into like this, right? And so I call myself yeah. a glorified middleman. Um, <laughs> my, my job is to provide for the people that are providers, for people that have established themselves as staples in the community if we have extra funds, because my fans don't come from the Bronx alone, right? I got fans right, from right, the right. Bronx, but my fans are from Houston, from Puerto Rico, from Atlanta, from LA, from all these different places. And if they're giving from all those places, then I can bless all those places. And so when I'm allowed, and, and typically this is how it's gone, it's not foolproof, but so far in the last three years since we started, I meet people by chance. And I have a beautiful conversation, often over a meal, Mm-hmm. And we decide that we should bless a community together. And no, since we started doing that, they've been lifelong partners. There's not been one person that I've done an event with and a found uh, for the foundation that is not still yeah. supporting and, and that we cannot still call and go back to that. Right. So that that's amazing, first of all, because then it helps you even expand your borders because you know that there's going to be people helping you along the way too like that support system is always there which is always really important when you're doing something like this because without that support system you know you kind of feel like you're alone um but moving moving forward like what what do you think communities need during this time and and what are some of the things that you hear yeah um well for one i think that they need us and i don't mean that um in the generic sense, I mean, us, like what we're supposed to be as believers, um, they need us to be present. They need us to show our faces. They need us to hear our voices. Um, and what do I foresee? Was that the second part of that question? What, what do you hear? Like, what do what do you hear from people in the, in the communities? Like, what they actually... Yeah. Well, there's a new... Poverty um, has been present, but there's a new type of poverty emerging um and then there's a lot of depression there's a lot of suicidal thoughts there's a lot of uh, anxiety there's a lot of fear um and again like i can feed you and we can i can give the money and we can do all that but if we can't provide the rest then it's kind of a mute point and so for me i think what our community needs is like therapists that believe in Jesus, people that are willing to sit down and have a conversation and listen. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if it's with social distancing, I think people need people. People need relationship. They need love. They need authenticity. Right. Um, Yeah. Especially during social distancing. Because even 
even if you are distant apart, like just to have an actual human interaction that isn't, I'm going to run into the grocery store and I'm going to grab a bunch of stuff and then I'm going to leave and not look at anybody. Yeah. Or you do the thing when you walk past someone and you smile, but they can't see you because you're wearing a mask yep. and then you feel kind of dumb. Just, just kind of knowing that you can have a yeah, conversation with somebody. Yep. Right. You, you give someone like the nod or like the smile and you're just like, Oh wait, they don't, they don't uh, see didn't count. <laughs> everybody just looks angry. Um, so yeah, I think that's super important. All right, Angie, do you, do you have any uh, any closing thoughts or anything you want to add about anything we spoke about? Um, oh, and Chad, and Chad Horton just dropped in. Let us know if you're aware of any orgs, organizations dedicated to Black that, that we can help contribute our knowledge to. Uh, um, I don't know offhand, but I do my friend, my road manager, all that good stuff, uh, BK Prodigy online. Um, he has a list of black businesses that you can support in this time. Um, as far as where we can lend our resources, I think social media is all I got right at this moment. All right. So I guess that last question again, any, anything you want to leave everyone um, with you're out? I think just, you know, stay committed to whatever it is that you are purpose to do. Um, and all of those things, make sure that the, the, the hinge is love, that the focus is love um, in this time. That's really the only, I mean, at all times, that's the only thing that's going to cure. But in this time specifically, we have an opportunity to be vocal um, and, and not just with our voices, but like with our bodies, with our mouths, with our actions, um, mm -hmm. making moves that, that advance our community, I think is the only option right now. Okay. And uh, I guess that's going to do it. Everyone stay tuned for Rockstar JT. This was Angie Rose. Angie, Angie, where can we find more information about you and your music and everything that you're doing? Angie Rose Music with a K dot com. That's it. Or Unstoppable. I mean, literally Google Unstoppable. You're going to see the vibes. That's it. All right. Be safe out there. Yeah. Continue Thank the good work. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Blessings. All right. All right. Everybody, we are here with Rockstar JT. What up, y'all? How y'all doing? What up, what up, what up? So if you're just tuning in, we're, we're talking about communities and the chaos that's happening. So kind of being a community during the chaos and speaking to Christian artists that are being leaders within the space right now. Right. So the, the first thing that I want to ask you is when all of this went down with the George Floyd incident and, and just kind of this terribleness that we saw, how did that affect you immediately yeah so man um <laughs> wow so being a um, black man um i feel like i feel like it affected me like in a way where it's just like what in the world man like like because just like two weeks before that um amar aubrey you know was 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 murdered right. well, well the video came out you know um right, right. All, he was murdered before that but the video came out so like when I looked at it, I was like hurt because it's just like, yo, like this is back to back to back to back to back in our communities, bro. Um, and it's just like, man, like we need to like as, as like as the body of Christ, I've I've had people, um I have people like just calling me liberal and and so much other things yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that hurt me, man, you know, and I was just I was just speaking up for what I'm passionate about, and I'm passionate about justice for all. Like, um, when when you pledge allegiance to the flag, you say justice for all. 
So it's just like, I'm passionate about that. And um, I seen that video, man. I couldn't watch the whole thing, but it's just like, man, um, am I an animal or a human being? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I was, I was really, really hurt. No, I, I get that hundred percent. So after this happened, I remember I texted you and, and you told me you were, you were flying, you were about to go on a flight. So were you flying back to Montgomery to, oh, to no. take part to take Got part you. in the protests and everything? Got you. So yeah, so um I was I was actually flying to Philly. So I'm I'm at this ministry joints because like all of my shows got canceled. I had yeah. a lot of shows lined up this summer and because of quarantine they got canceled. So it's just like I, I'm passionate about serving the um, local church and um, yeah. serving the community. You know, my community is really, really important to me. Um and I do have like friends and family in Philly, like, um, who I've grown close with. And um, I've seen the riots and everything. And I'm like, Lord, like, this isn't going on in my city. Um, so I need to go be vocal there, but I need to be representing my city as well, if that makes sense. So it's yeah. just like, um, I committed to doing actually being at this ministry called the Philadelphia Project for the summer. I did it last year, you know, just trying to grow on my faith because um, mm-hmm. I really take my faith serious. Like, it's just like, if you... Like you can be for Black Lives all day, but if you don't take your fa- your faith serious, like um, Jesus is gonna be the only one who's gonna um, you know penetrate the heart of man. And I do like you don't have to be a Christian to protest. Don't don't get me wrong, but I want my desire is to have people's hearts transformed. So I have yeah. to um, grow deeply in the Word for for that to happen because Jesus is the only way. So word. So you so you flew to Philly and then you wound up flying back. Well, not nah, so that video that that protest was like, I, I protested on Saturday. I flew out Sunday, so oh, yeah. Okay. So I protested on that okay. Saturday, and I was like out there, and then like you had the news taking pictures and stuff, and then yeah. Sunday I had the flight. So if if that if I, I'm being honest, if I um if that if all of this Amar Arbery and 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 well Amar Arbery already happened, but if all this Greg George Floyd stuff would have happened, like. Two weeks before, I wouldn't have went because it's just like I feel like I needed to be there for my city, and they're right. they're rioting and causing a lot of um and it yeah it's crazy, bro. You know what's going on? Yeah, because I was like, dang. So I thought like you were in Philly because I I just saw that you were going back to Philly today. So then I was like, wow, was he like just going back and then went back again? It was like I was like that's dedication. But oh, no, wow. so you so you you did it before, so. Tell me about that that picture though. You, you wound up on the same like famous steps that Martin Luther King spoke on, and that is a nice screenshot of you, kind of like up there looking iconic. Maybe, maybe in maybe in sixty years we'll we'll be looking at JT on those steps in a history book somewhere. So, oh, wow. That's <laughs> tell, crazy. So tell me tell me about that, how that happened, and how you got on the news and all that. Yeah. So um, what a lot of people don't know is like, I'm really, really active in my community. Like I'm really active in my community. Like, um, like people respect me. Like, so like CHH, like I feel like is, is like really, like we really have leaders, man. You feel what I'm saying? But it's yeah, just like yeah. a lot of people, when they see us, it's just like, they don't know the, the scheme. They don't, they don't look and they, they don't see like the grand scheme of things, you know, like, like people who are in the circle. Like in the CHH bubble, they don't see the grand scheme of things sometimes because it's just like they just wrap their mind around that. But it's just like for people in my city, um, 
I quote unquote made it like like made it when I when I when I when I announced a lot of the stuff like with the RMG joint and stuff like that like I had the news actually come to my house like the newspaper come to my house um and I had different people like hit me up like yo you made it you you know you I'm not like no that's not really the case but it's just like um leaving a mark I was always like really popular in my school so everybody know I stand for justice and I stand for black lives and I stand for truth right so it was just like I was I was popular in my city you know what I mean so I'm popular in my city so a lot of people like oh JT go speak go speak go speak a, a, a girl named Shania she was like you should go speak go speak I was like yo should I should I play a background or should I go speak and then she was like yo like they need a voice from a young black Christian man and I was just like um yeah, uh, so I spoke and it was just like God gave me this type of boldness. And then um the the news recorded it. Uh WSFA Montgomery, Alabama, they recorded it. Um Montgomery Advertiser, they recorded it. And it was like, yo, like these yeah. these lives really do matter. And they should matter to us. Like black lives should matter to us. So it was just like um we all record they recorded and I was just like, yo, I don't know why they took the picture of me. And then I went to the website, it was like uh local rapper rockstar jt protesting on the steps and i was like no. oh i seen the picture i'm like am i a superstar or something now <laughs> you, you are yeah now you're, you're a superstar jt you're not rockstar jt anymore iconic history icon jt um no but that, but that's dope man so then you wound up going back to to philly and now you're you're involved with some of the protests and things there right yeah yeah man so um it, it's a little bit more intense here though man it's a little bit more intense here um like actually yesterday we went downtown um center city philly and yes. um like you had police like police lines like yo all over the place like i'm talking about police buses people on the buses like yo i'm like dang i didn't know it was this crazy so i walked to the other end like it was like it was like a 10 minute walk and i uh walked and it was crazy because i seen like tanks bro literally tanks Wow. And, and, and and the um the um national guard out there with like the like they had m4s like on their bodies and i was just like and i was like dang like i really i really believe that god is calling me to go pray for these people because i'm like it can't be like i'm looking at these i seen a video on instagram um the other day and it was it was this dude actually he couldn't say it out loud but it was this black um soldier he was like whispering the um whispering what the protesters were saying and I was just like, yo, like, oh. it got to be something deeper. So I'm like, okay, let me go pray for these people. And so I, I talked to them, and the, they they already got, like, people are prejudiced. Everybody have prejudices about them, even myself. Everybody does, you know. Um, So uh, I, I prejudged them, and I was just like, dad, like, they this and that. But I'm like, Lord, I have to check my heart because these people are probably forced to do that, which they were. So a lot of the, pro a lot of the like, um, national guard they didn't even want to be out there a lot of the police didn't even want to be out there they agree with the black lives matter movement and um not like the whole organization but i'm just saying the movement like was more than just right 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 movement you know so they agree with that and it was just like for them like the police officer said he didn't see his kid and his or his family in three days his back was hurting his feet was hurting you know because they got bomb threats and everything in philly so they had to stay yeah. out there all night and they probably out there right now so it's just like, man, National Guard, I had to pray for these people because just like, I said, you're hot in this suit. I know you're hot. He was like, I'm very, very hot. Um, and I don't see what's funny about it, but it's just like, man, these people are putting their life on the lines to protect us. They don't want 
they don't want us to, you know, be harmed. So they had that so we can be safe. And I say it's very intimidating, though, because a lot of the protesters could have a misconception that you're going to shoot them down. Like, because we see right. people get shot with uh, rubber bullets. So how do they know that you're not going to actually shoot them with real bullets this time? Right. And I, I feel like in every city and kind of every situation, it's been different. Like, fortunately for you, this was a good situation. Mm -hmm. um, where I live in Staten Island, there's been six peaceful protests without a hitch, nothing, no arrest, uh, you know, nobody fighting, no rioting, no looting. Like everything is, has gone perfectly, which is awesome. Right. Um, and from, and, you know, the media is not necessarily going to show that, but most of these protests have been like in that vein. But right. of course, when you're dealing with thousands and thousands of people in one spot, even the most peaceful protests, there might be like one or two incidents because you're dealing with so many people over hours and hours right you know of a day and a lot of tempers and, and whatever now the right. rioting and the looting that happens at night that's a totally different game right um, but one thing uh, that you mentioned um about the difference between like saying black lives matter and then following like maybe the black lives matter organization because i feel like a lot of people hear the black lives matter like the organization how it started you know that thing and a lot of people have problems with that. Mm. And I'm like, you don't even necessarily have to follow the organization. We, we're just trying to say that Black Lives Matter. Mm. So can you, you have any thoughts about, about that? Yeah. So um, I know I know people gave, gave, gave analogies on it like all week. Um, it's just like this. I've seen a lot of people say all lives matter. And it's just like, that's very well true. But at this time, it's just like, say if yeah. I break my hand, right? Um, and, and my other, if I break my right hand, right, um, I broke my right hand. I'm not going to go, when I go to the doctor, I have two hands, yes, but right now they need to focus on my right hand because this is the one that's broken. My left hand is, 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 yeah. is functioning properly right now. So it's just like, okay, as a movement, we're moving, it's movement, it's bigger than, like he said, it's bigger than an organization. We're right. a movement who supports black lives. Like it's not, I'm not like, I don't. I don't even know about the organization like that, but the statement Black Lives Matter has to be a movement right. because it's just like it, it like we have to be able to come together all and, and fight for injustice in this world, bro. You feel what I'm saying? So like a lot of people don't like it because like a lot of Christians don't like it because they say the LGBT and all of that stuff. But it's just like for me, man, um I don't you're, you're I, just you're just about the message. Like exactly. you're just Exactly. What it, it's like I don't care kind of where it started or who's funding it if there is something bad or whatever behind it but the actual sentiment of it is really good and right. that's what I'm, that's what I'm supporting exactly that's exactly it right there bro right, right. so in I know you you I wanted to ask you about the National Guard which you you did speak about uh that experience have you had the opportunity to speak with any other like police officers or or kind of any sort of officials while you've been out there and, and kind of just had an, an open convo? Like, has there been good progress that you've been able to see? Yeah. Um, so it was crazy. Um, and, I, and I'm, and I'm going to be completely honest. And a lot of people may not agree with this, um, but I'm going to be a completely honest with I, uh, another conversation I had. I had a conversation with um, a black cop yesterday. And I was just like, man, the only reason, I'll talk to my mom about this today. And the only reason I said this was because was because he was a cop and I totally disagree. I agree with what he said, but I was just trying to see what I was trying to pick his mind because I'm very intelligent. So it's just like, yo, I know how to pick people's minds. So I was just gonna see what he stood on this. So I was like, man, 
unlike all these other, I, I use the word lunatics. I said, un, uh, unlike these other lunatics, we're, we're, we're protesting peacefully. And he told me, right. he was like, yo, he was like, man, don't you ever use that word lunatics again. He said, how can you tell other people how to hurt? You feel what I'm saying? He said, how can you tell other people? He was like, mm -hmm. when, when a lot of like white people, I'm just going to be honest, they burnt down Black Wall Street, you know, um, they beat us and killed us. Even like, it, it, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, in Selma, they beat us to bloody popes, burned down crosses and, and things like that. Yeah. And it's just like, in those times, we didn't tell these people how to, you know, how to do stuff. I guess they was just spewing hate, but it's just like, yo, I didn't tell them, like, we, we didn't tell them that they couldn't do that. And I guess right. it made that point get across, but it's just like, a lot of people don't know, people people saying, oh, well, MLK, you know, he was peaceful. He was peaceful. But after MLK um, got murdered, you know what happened? Like, yo, it was riots. I'm talking about burning buildings and stuff. Like, people don't know that, though, because they just see yes. these cute pictures. You know what I mean? And right, right, after right. That, what 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 bill got passed? We were able to vote. You feel what I'm saying? Like we were finally yeah. able to vote after the riots happened. So it's just like we had to make our mark. Even though like a lot of Christians might say, well, you shouldn't get violent and stuff like that, which I agree with. But at the same time, I'm just like, yo, we've been fighting this for over 300 years. We've been fighting the same thing since slavery days. My great grandma was fighting this. Like my great great grandparents was fighting the same thing. It just yeah. and people say, well, well, it got better. I was just like, no, it didn't get better. What it did, it just played through the system. Now it's through the system. It's not more. It's not plain as it used to be. But it's yeah. through the system, and, and, and it's systematic now. So we're still oppressed, and we're still as black people. We're like this country is not a free country. You know what I mean? Um, I mean we can walk and go into different restaurants and stuff, but when it comes to getting jobs and, and um, jo jobs and different opportunities, even as a Christian, like um, in certain churches, you yeah, convert, like just said, even in certain churches, like yeah. they're not welcome in certain churches. They may not say, get out you, they may not say that, but by actions, you can tell a lot of churches don't even want us there anymore. Because right. like, or we're too emotional, or or too loud, or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of, and I just thought of this while you were saying it. It's kind of like a, a little kid when the parents are like, "Finish your food," and you kind of just push around the stuff and spread it out and make it look like there's a lot less food on the plate. That's right. kind of like what we do with with problems here. It's like you have the huge pile of food, and you're like, "Well, if we kind of like spread it out, it'll look like it'll look like things got a little better," right? right. So that's the same analogy. Now, I'm going to ask you one more question. And then because, you know, we have an hour for this and I got 20 minutes for cut right next. Right. Um, how, how can we help um, just, I guess, we white people or people who aren't black? And, and what do you see in communities right now that you think is a big need that people can contribute to? Yo, um, so it's crazy because I was just watching um, Just Mercy today. Um, and I'm still like my brain is still trying to pick this right now. So um, it's a dude named Brian Stevenson who helped this guy, you know, get he, he got wrongly accused of a murder of a white woman. You know what I mean? And yeah. by the end of the movie, if, if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. By the end of the movie, something happened and a white voice helped this man get out of his situation. So it's just like, at first this white man was like really, really racist and he's still racist. Like, oh, well, the NAACP said, um, I'm racist. 
you are. You like you you are like so like you lied on this man because he was black. So it's just like okay, as 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 a as a community of white people who really believe in justice, what I what I need people to do, what I think y'all should do, um, is actually like Chad Chad Horton, man, like yo, this dude dislike Trump probably more than me. You know what I mean? I'm not a Trump supporter at all, and I and I'm glad I can talk about this freely, y'all. Right, this still y'all don't really care. Um, but this dude don't like Trump probably more than me. And it's just like, we need the Chad Horton voice because a lot of these people think we're delusional. A lot of white people think we're crazy. Maybe it's just black people screaming, oh, black lives matter or, or right. police brutality or injustice in this country. It'll be harder to get our point across than, than when there's a white person saying, oh no, this really does exist. So I posted a picture yesterday with this old white lady, she probably like 70 years old. And she was like, oh, you know, we've been fighting for this for many years. And she said, you guys are the next generation. This is a white lady. And she said, look, don't be quiet, a white lady. So it's just like, we need y'all to actually stand up for injustice with us and put our hands up and put your hands up with us and be like, no, this really goes on. And, and I'm standing with my black brothers and sisters. It's deeper than a right. It's deeper than us versus them. You feel what I'm saying? It's the kingdom or, 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 or it's injustice versus us. You feel what I'm saying? And we right. find injustice together. And it's the kingdom versus sin at the same time. Like, and if you're a believer, man, um, last thing I'll say is like, if you're a believer, um, you have to be fighting for justice. Jesus fought for justice. When, when I look mm -hmm. at John chapter four, man, like Jesus was not supposed to be talking to the Samaritan woman. You know what I mean? That's a, that, that's a form of justice. You know what I mean? Like, like right. bringing people together. And because the Jews didn't talk to these type of people. So our, our savior, the people that these people in these churches claim they worship, you know, like our savior even got out of his comfort zone to stand up for a life that mattered to him. So. All right, everyone, that was Rockstar JT. Good stuff, man. Keep keep killing it. Hey, man, keep, love making, you, Jay. Keep, keep making news and headlines outside of Rapzilla. Because we're, we're, we're easy to get on. You just got to make good music. But when you get on the news, I, I can't help you with that. But, uh, <laughs> all right, everyone, that's JT. Keep killing it, man. Peace. Be safe out there, bro. Man. Everyone, stay tuned for Richard Cutright coming on right now. All right, yeah. everyone, always making a grand entrance. Cutright of, of Justice League coming in with, what's with, up, what's up? with sirens blazing like he's a wrestler. So, John Cena! Uh, I'm out here. I'm out here, guys. <laughs> I saved the comedy for last. So everyone could feel good about the serious discussion. But uh, right, right. You know, I, I've had a ton of, of conversations with you over the last couple of days. Uh, so I, I already know how you feel about George Floyd and the whole situation. So maybe like briefly, just tell us how that hit you when when you first heard about it and how it impacted you. I mean, when I first heard about it, you know, I, I saw the pictures. I saw people talking about it. I couldn't. I didn't want to watch it at first. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I didn't want to watch it. I already kind of was reeling from dealing with what happened with Ahmad. Um, that joint like shook my heart. It really, it really broke my whole heart. You know what I mean? And then uh, when it came to my wife, she was like, hey, what's going on? I, who's this George Floyd um, thing was going on? I tried to tell her about it. She was like, what? So we sat together and we watched the video. And mm -hmm. when I watched the video, for those nine, almost nine minutes, like I ended up crying in my wife's lap, yo. Like I cried in my wife's lap. 
And uh, and I was uttering, you know, why why do they want to kill us? You know, why is it that that you know that why why do our lives not matter? Why did that man's life not matter? Like you had an opportunity, even after he was dead, you still disregarded the cries for help. And I felt such a, a bubbling of anger. You know what I'm saying? That I just wanted to to. I mean, I was you know, I mean, I was I ain't go front, but I was I was cussing. I was ready to fight. I was ready to throw some stuff. You know what I'm saying? I was ready. To, it was it was. It, it broke my heart and it caused such an, uh, a real angry emotion that as a believer, um, sometimes like we, we try to we try to put aside because we like, you know, we try to be kingdom minded, but then still seeing everything in the natural what goes on. Like we, we can't just be unaffected. We're not we're not robots. It, it, it affects us, especially with something like this. You know what I'm saying that was yeah. that, that felt so heartless and so cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no. um, yeah, that's it, real. It, it it really it really broke something in me. You know what I'm saying? I, I I felt like I felt like it broke something in me, and I and tried to disrupt um, the compassion that I try to have for for my brothers and sisters of, of different colors, and even towards police officers and everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I I feel that, and you've you've been out there like almost every single day um, in your in your city in in Charlotte, right? Have you been going surrounding cities or just just Charlotte? Um, nah, man, just Charlotte. Yo, Charlotte is uh, it's, it's crazy. It's been it's been so much um going on in the city of Charlotte from last Friday to um it, it calmed down last night. Um, today we just got back actually from marching with the NAACP and uh doing something out there. Got a chance to chop it up with some officers about uh, things that we can possibly put in place to to have right. a a forum to discuss stuff. Um, and every every single night, you know what I'm saying either me. Oh, my team is out there because you know, like we be run deep, be a Christian hip hop Wu Tang out here. You know what I mean? Like twelve of us. So, um, if we're always out there, somebody's out there. Um, two nights ago, you know, was in the midst of the protest, and, and somebody got saved. You know, except to the Lord. So, I mean, we we're here in the city, being you know, being peacemakers and not peacekeepers. You know what I mean? Right. Now, awesome. And you got to be on the on the news last week. Um, oh yeah. And- and it wasn't it wasn't on purpose, right? You kind of just like walked into it and started. Bro, yo, so so what happened? You know what I'm saying you already know me, bro. Like I I, I be going off, like I be going. So what happened was right. What had happened was like we was in the middle of the protest. We trying to stop the police from rolling up on people. We, we trying to in the midst of keeping the crowd calm, and uh and I'm saying that there's mad people out there with cameras. So just you know, so somebody asked a question, so I just turned around. It was like ha, ah. so you know what I mean just 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 giving them you know. <laughs> giving him my heart. And uh, by the time I finished, I, the dude, he reached out his hand, was like, thank you so much. And I was like, oh, snap, it's Channel 9 News out here. I'm saying ABC affiliate, <laughs> I'm out here on the news. And then that's when my mother blow my phone up with my grandma, like, what was you? Man, bro, I got I got, I got, got an earful, yo. My mom's ain't know I was out there. I was on grown man on punishment, on protest punishment out here. You know what I'm saying? In these streets trying to make a difference. So yeah, man, it was- um, Did anything- it's, It was, was wow. Did anything come of that? Because I know you guys exchanged information. Have you followed up or anything? Uh, so he he got our information. He he didn't, you know, it was like a kind of date. He was like, you know, I'll call you type of thing. Uh, so um, he got my information. I, I try to reach out to him um, just, just to follow up to see if there's something that we can do um, to create momentum in, in the city to, you know, to try to make that change. Um, but you know, I haven't gotten any any anything because it's crazy out there. They're still out in the streets. So they yeah. themselves. Yeah don't have a chance to decompress. You know what I mean? Like, just okay. like Rockstar was saying, the officers is out there like that. A lot of the media out there like that. You know what I mean? They living off monsters and they turning into monsters because they drinking too many monsters. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, 
And that's real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. But you know, the, the thing the, about the news, I got a whole bunch of calls and a lot of people really appreciate it. Um, what was that, what what I had to say? Um, but it was just, you know, just from the heart, you know, I think in times like this, it's important, it's imperative for us uh to be real, to be honest, to be open, but also be um in, in our transparency, man, to, to try to give grace, you know what I'm saying? Because it's it's easy to let your emotions override everything and just and and throw stones at people, you know what I'm saying? And people they wanna they wanna burn stuff down. And the thing that we were trying to communicate to the riders, like, you know, in there's in destruction, you know what I'm saying there's no there's no plan to rebuild nothing. So if we're gonna tear it down, I agree. Let's let's restructure this whole thing, let's rebuild it, but let's have a plan before we take this action. So when we finish, we have right. something to build up and we can work together and put that same energy we put in tearing it down, we can put into building it up. You know what I'm saying? So right. and it, it, it takes us sitting like down anything. together. It's just like anything in life. If you just head first jump into something with no plan, you're here and they're like, all right, now what? Yeah, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like Mike Tyson says, like, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. So, like, you're tearing down your neighborhood. That's the punch in the mouth. And it's like, okay, n- now now what? Now what do we do? We, we wrecked everything. Can you talk about the, the post you made today about um, Black Lives Matter and the gospel? Like, kind of, can they coexist or... That, that post oh, yeah. me on Instagram today. Yeah, so um, there, there's a brother in Charlotte for like 10 years. His name, we call him Sam the Jesus Man. He on the corner, straight up like John in the world. Jesus, hey! I mean, he be out there. You can hear him from corner to corner from downtown. And uh, on the first night that we went out, uh, that there was some brother that, that tried to like attack him. You know what I'm saying? There's like, you know, what you're, what you're doing, you're not helping the movement. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then we, we we went out again and some people tried to, you know, attack him again. And, you know, Sam was still out there. And I, I talked to a, a good brother about it. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, he said, you know, that, well, I understand what Sam is doing. But in this moment in time, what he's doing is insensitive to the cares of the people because the focus of Black Lives Matter. And of course, as a believer, we're like, well, Black lives do matter, but Jesus died for them black. It matters so much that Christ gave his life. You know what I'm saying? So from right. the death from most of all, more than to, to any of us, black lives matter to God that much. You know what I'm saying? That he entered flesh and spent time and dwelled among us and paid for our sins. You know what I'm saying? So that we can enter in and split the veil. And you know the whole nine I'm about to take off from right now just because I'm breaking it down. You know what I'm saying? But be, but because of that, um, it was, it was, it was, it was a, uh, created a question like, you know, is it is it insensitive? You know what I'm saying? All right. So what happened today while we was out there, the question after, even after I asked it, I was confronted with it in a different context where the NAACP was out there, was giving a message about what they're trying to do with reform. Um, they're trying to, you know, talk to the people about what the next move is. Um, and while they're trying to talk and give this information, Sam is in the middle of Jesus say like bellowing and people can't hear. Even me myself was like, hey, you know what I'm saying I'm trying to hear like what they're saying. Like I'm midst of in the midst of protesting and marching, you know what I'm saying? I, I felt like it was it was it was it was it was there, you know what I'm saying it was needed as a card to remind people, hey, I know that all this anger was there, I know that all this craziness is going on, but don't forget Jesus saves, you know what I'm saying? So these that these lives that are that are in that are in danger that are in peril. You know what I'm saying? Know that Jesus is right here. You know what I'm saying? But today I've, I felt like that that it was kind of insensitive for him to be. You know what I'm saying while people was listening. Now after 
everything went out and he started marching again. He was out there with the Jesus saves and everybody was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But in the midst of, um, in the midst of them sharing the NAACP sharing their plans or trying to do a peaceful protest for trying to urge, you know, the crowd to stay uh, peaceful to give out their agendas and stuff. Um, it was, it was like people won't listen to what you have to say if they don't know that you yeah. care enough, that you're not making Absolutely. your agenda the thing, you know what I'm saying? So if you don't, nobody, nobody wants to hear Jesus saved if, if you aren't, aren't there to show them love and compassion, because that's what Jesus did. He showed love and compassion to us and then he saved us. You know what I'm saying? And through saving us, even I'm saying he, he showed compassion, he rescued, he healed, he showed compassion on the cross. I mean, he showed compassion even today as he holds the wrath, God holds his wrath back. He's still showing compassion, you know what I'm saying? So for us to, to be in that place, I felt like, man, um, that the gospel has its place in the midst of what's going on with, with, with Black Lives Matter. But I think that that those are out who are out there, like Sam, need to be um, considerate and compassionate and really be led by the Holy Spirit, not just be zealous and throwing stuff out there. Because mad people out there could have been like, yo, you know, that's why I'm rock with Christians. Because they just they throwing their agenda in the midst of this instead of really showing support and being compassionate and and showing empathy for what's going on. You know what I mean? Right. No, absolutely. And uh, somebody dropped what ACAB means. It means all cops are bad. So how do you? I guess how do you feel about that statement? I don't think they're saying that that's what the statement is, but that's kind of a movement that's happening. Like there's no such thing as good cop. I mean, well, I feel all, all, all people have the potential to be bad. All cops got the potential to be bad. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's if you look at the organization and the roots, the where it grow up, you know what I'm saying, from where it started out, from in the South and slave catchers and all that. Um, one of my homeboys posted a post that kind of stirred mad controversy this past week. He was like, yeah. are there any good terrorists? Are there any good Nazis? You know, if you're if you're collected, if you're connected to an organization that that terrorizes people, um, or have from the beginning, no matter how good that individual is, um, that it's still they're still connected to to that organization. You know what I'm saying? But then uh, I had a conversation with some officers, like we said, we talked to some officers even even about that, and I, I think it, it still comes down to to the heart of the person. You know what I'm saying? If you give, if you give, if you get a, if you give a good person a gun and saying, and they really truly care about the community. They're gonna try to protect people. If you get somebody with a bell or a gun, they're gonna abuse that power. They're gonna terrorize people. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna take all the stuff that they want. They're gonna rob people. They do whatever they want to do because it's in their heart. So the question is not all, all cops are bad. It's just all hearts are bad. And without Christ, we left to lawlessness. You know what I'm saying? Without that love of God, even God us. You know what I mean? Look at cut right, bringing it together. Right, you- sir. I'm not. I'm. It's comedy and wisdom. I'm a, I'm a big neck. The bread of life is in the middle you, of the beef. You've been out. You've been out in the streets having these conversations. So you're you're on game right now. You're you're locked right. in. So right, word. B- before before we get out of here, tell me like what do you normally under normal circumstances? Because there's a lot of non-normal circumstances happening between this and Corona. What what do you do with the with the Justice League crew and within the communities and and China? Well, anyway, so I mean, you know, the Just League because there's so many of us where we're always active in a community, whether it's uh, serving the homeless with, with Black Love Charlotte, we we partner with them. Uh, ever since this coronavirus thing started, they've been out there five days a week, uh, so feeding feed, you know, feeding the homeless, clothing, providing sleeping bags and such. So we partnering with them. Um, that my my brother Emmanuel Three, him and his wife, 
I'm saying my shout out to my dude Fresh. Uh, they have a, a awesome ministry that they started called Hope Vibes, and what they provide uh, so hygiene packets and such for the homeless community. Actually, they about the next month unveil their uh, mobile shower and laundry tank, you know what I mean, that they've been working on for a whole year, you know what I'm saying? So just seeing that vision, I was like two years ago seeing uh, my bro Jeremy and Manny try to draw the plans for that and praying over it, and now seeing that come to fruition, where they're able to, to serve and help the homeless community, I'm saying like, hey, you know, uh, just feel feel good and take pride in in who they are, you know what I'm saying? A, whole, a shower could, could change people's lives. I'm outside of that, you know me and my bro Ike out here with the Realize Anything Possible <laughs> tour, you know what I mean? Several hundred schools in the past three school years before coronavirus, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's impacting lives, man, and encouraging the youth, um, and just, you know, just trying to let them know that anything is possible. You saw the kick, you know what it is. You know it's well <laughs> out here. Um, and it's, you know, with, with all of us, our thing is that we want to impact not only our community in Charlotte, but we want to continue to impact the world to encourage the body to be the body. You know what I'm saying? The league were made up of believers from different denominations, different races, different backgrounds. I'm a super nerd. And some cats was out there selling packs and been to jail, you know, shootouts and all of that. And we all are saved by the grace of God. We all have our stories. We all have our strengths. But the thing that, that helps us move uh, have been together for 10 years is uh, the thing that helped us move is our love for Christ and our love for our city. And that's why even at a time like this, we was like, you know, we were made for such a time as this. All you guys that are out there that are moving in your city right now, that are on the front lines, you're being effective, that are making your voice heard, know that we were born for such a time as this. Not just to use our gift. God has not just given us a gift to rap. God has given us a gift to speak. Our voices are meant to be trumpets in this time, not only to herald and to empower. So if you know, if you know who you are, you're calling, bars is cool. I love rap. I can rap with the best of them, you know what I'm saying? But my bars are meaningless if my actions don't match up with it. And we're out here to show action. Not only to show, to what said the, uh, the kingdom is not in words, but in power. I'm saying in power. So let us be able to show that power. Let us be able to show that love, to be the hands and feet, and to be out there. Otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm drug, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody want to be on a Rapzilla list. So I'm trying to be on a change list. Let's be on your front lines. You say you dropping lines. Let's be on the front lines and make change. Let's see what's going on in your city. How are you affecting communication? Because at the end of the day, if I never sell another record, but I'm able to change somebody's life to impact and encourage my community to be better, I'm good, yo. I'm good, and that's the only thing that matters. What legacy are you leaving? Because the digital sales is going to stop. The digital sales is going to stop. The music going to change. You ain't going to sell no records. You know what I'm saying? Your sound going to change unless you're going to be 48 years old with skinny jeans on, with knees busting out, trying to sound young me, bro. It's not about that. Switch your attitude and be effective. God has given us the power of his Holy Spirit to move with authority, with compassion, with empathy, and with power. And to speak with that power. And to make change and shift some things. You know what I'm saying? But we can't shift nothing if we ain't in a place. What God told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1 and 9. Jeremiah's like, what am I going to do? When God says, show up, and I'm going to put my words in your mouth. If we ain't going to show up, ain't no words going to come out. Are you positioned? Are you positioned? If not, you mean to get out, get out of here. Y'all concerned about a playlist. Be in position and get right. And let God position you and speak with power and authority that you have. Be, be listening to the Holy Spirit that his power work within you. And you're going to see change. You're going to make those connections and see your city change. See your community change. Love that neighbor as you love yourself. You love yourself enough to put in that time for the studio. You know what I'm saying? So you love your, to put to dedicate that time, that same time. See what you can do to help out. Not just because I'm trying to see what I can get, but what I can give. Because giving is the blessing. The blessing is giving. So give your time. 
Say, give your heart, give your compassion. Say, say give, give your ideas, connect and make community. Because in community, change happen. Build an army. It's such a time as this. I'm sorry, bro, because you know, I, I, I'm going to be so funny in that, but when that, I feel that in my heart, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's time, you bro, could. for such a time as this. For such, there's so many things that I've written, so many songs that I've written where I've seen in the past <laughs> and looking, looking. So Rob Zilla, so 25,000 views. Thank you for, you know what I mean, back in four years ago. And we was talking about, you know, what you're looking at me, you better start your running. Days of the future are passing. Apocalypse coming. You know what I'm saying? It's time, time to make war. No toilet paper. We about to start dumping. Like six years ago, bro, so we was about to have our 10 years. We was about to have our 10 year anniversary, right? What that dream was called? Days of the future past. What happened? We ran out of toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? There's all this other stuff that was happening, man, where God has given us power and authority and said he deported his spirit out upon us. So let's act like it and, and get out there and know that the living God is with us, bro. That's it, bro. The living God is with us. Who said, who's going to be against us? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? And I think the thing that, that needs I mean, it's cool to be out there in the daytime because I was out there in the daytime with the church and the church with their signs. You know what I'm saying? But in the nighttime is where we need to be out there to show love and compassion to stand, to, to be in the gap. Because in the daylight, everything cool. But in the nighttime, when the righteous come out, you know what I'm saying? But when you're going to meet that righteous say, with the righteousness of God and show hands and show love and help give people because people acting out out of their own emotions, man, to show love, compassion, and give, give them the energy, guide them to show that empathy and help build cats. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Oh, yeah, no toilet paper, bro. I got something on deck. I bought like 48 rolls. My wife went to Costco. I had bought, you know what I'm saying? We got decks, rolls on deck. Who need a roll? You know what I'm saying? Look, we got a slogan. It say, if you care about your, you think about their whole, give a roll. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Give a, give a roll. You know what I'm saying? You, I, I don't know. They have the Drake meme that I just flipped the switch, bro. You just flipped the switch, bro. That be happening. <laughs> you were at zero to a hundred. I was I was hoping that the stream wouldn't end because Instagram gives you an hour, and we're we're already at ten oh four. I guess I started a little late, but you got all of that in. You were like the altar call at the end of the concert. Well, we're gonna, hmm. we had we had Angie Rose and Rockstar JT. Well, uh, here comes uh, Pastor Cutright come up here and uh, send you all out with a blessing. And that's what you just yeah. did. <laughs> Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Shout out to Angie Rose, Rockstar JT, and Richard Cutright of Justice League. All y'all really blessed us today. Gave everyone something to think on. And uh, go, follow, go follow these artists and go see what they're doing for their communities so you can actually see that they're not just talking to me, but they're actually yeah, out there it. living it and doing it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Uh, That's so, right. Wait, Justin, if we're going to end this, we got to end it right. Let the stream say amen. Let the stream say amen. Well, you're supposed to join in, bro. Let the stream say amen. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to let you take it. I'm not, I'm not trying to do this live right now. <laughs> Word, bro. Word, bro. Hey, man, thank, thank you so much for having me, bro. All right, bro. Thank you so much. Be, be, be safe out there. We appreciate all the work you're doing. And uh, everyone watching, take care. Be blessed. Be safe. Social distancing. Stand up for what's right, <laughs> even if there's people in opposition of what the right thing is. Even yes. if you got to stand by yourself, you know, because God's standing with you. I'm. Yeah, let me stop, bro, because we about to go a whole nother 12 minutes, bro. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and watching. Again, there was Angie Rose, Rockstar JT, and Richard Cutright. I um, hope you all are blessed. Take it easy. Have a good night.